This is Wolfman Has Nards with Triple Shot Media, and you are tuned in to The Real Bad Dudes. And joined, as always, is my good buddies, General Lots. Woo. Rage killer. And today we're going to be doing a bit of a powwow about Chud. Um, it's called Obscure Some. You know, obscure and awesome. You forgot to say that, sir. Okay, so rock on, dudes. You're tuned in to the Obscure Slim Podcast. Cool. We'll just move that around in post. <laughs> this is the real bad dudes cast. We're doing Obscure Slim. What are you laughing about? What? Stop it! <laughs> I'm be covering Chud. Beneath the city of New York are living catacombs, an endless maze of subterranean tunnels, unfit for anything human, unauthorized for anything experimental. Hold it! There's something moving up ahead in the tunnel. And unlikely to bring anyone down there. So, they're coming up. Chud. Chud, check your basement and your bathroom. Keep off the street and try to hide. But remember, the dark is their place. The night is their time. And tomorrow, the only things living in the city of New York will be Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. Chud. They're not staying down there anymore. 84 science fiction horror movie which has half the cast of home alone in it <laughs> and, uh, a brief synopsis of the film i suppose before we can get on to going a little more in-depth is is that um there's a police officer a homeless shelter manager and a photographer and all three of them are investigating a bunch of disappearances that are happening in, in new york which are caused by a bunch of glow-in-the-dark ky jelly wearing mutants who climb out of the sewers, grab people, drag them down, and fucking eat them. Sounds like fun. If you're in the vor. <laughs> so, moving on. Um, movie starts off, you know, you get a nice, beautiful shot of uh, fucking garbage-laden street in New York City. And anybody from New York can't take offense to that because, you know, I'm an East Coaster. I've been there. Looking down the street with her dog. She drops her bag of shit, and a hand reaches out of the sewer, grabs her, and yanks her down. And that's when we see the title screen, which is accompanied by a badass, moody, analog synth score. After that's all said and done with, we're introduced to a character named George Cooper, who is played by John Hurd, mostly known for the Home Alone series. I also remember seeing him in 187, which is a really good Samuel Jackson film. A friend who's a model, he's a fashion photographer. 
And it's one of those things where basically he's past his prime and he's more of an artiste, so to speak. You know, he, he, he basically won an award for doing an article on homeless people. So we actually went down into the sewer and shot photos of homeless people. And that somehow wound up in a fashion magazine, which is pretty interesting. We were introduced to a poor bastard named Captain Bosch, who makes it a real big point, you know, from both a storytelling standpoint. Shit is going down, and he's supposed to keep a lid on it, you know, and it, it, it all has to do with a bunch of missing people. Cops questioning him. I don't know nothing about this. And then as soon as he's done with that, he goes in, he calls the chief and bitches. I can't keep quiet about this any longer that we're introduced to is the Reverend A.J. Shepard. He's played by Daniel Stern, who has the best afro in show business. And he runs a soup kitchen. Um, the, the Reverend and Captain Bosch have some history that the Reverend used to be a con artist or, 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 a, or a thief or something. And he was busted by, the, by Captain Bosch. And now he's reformed, become um, uh, an actualized priest, or he pretends to be a priest. And he likes to feed homeless people. He's the one who calls in a big missing um, uh, person's complaint, stating that a bunch of people that used to come up from underground to eat, they don't show up anymore. There's only one guy named Val who's absolutely batshit nuts. Pretty much it just degenerates into a whole government cover-up type of story where, you know, the superiors are, you know, they, ha they know way more than they're letting on. It all involves nuclear waste and shit like that. So, guys, what were what were your thoughts coming into this movie? Uh, oh boy. Um. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I did not love this movie. I'm so sorry, man. Ugh. I thought it was kind of boring and generic. It's fascinating seeing a bunch of actors in earlier roles. Um. I just feel like it was missing something. It was almost, it could have been so much better. I don't know, I just felt it stalled and it dragged until um, the end. Oh, gee. Didn't it? Uh, there's some interesting stuff about it. I mean, like, I don't know. I thought it was amusing how people in charge of makeup made those homeless people, like, the dirtiest homeless I think I've ever seen. In fact, one of the one that needs a band-aid almost was practically in blackface from the amount of grease and grime they put on his face. I admit that the, 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 the special effects work was pretty damn good. Yeah. But you can also see why they waited until the end of the movie. Imagine, um, though, this, this was a pretty low-budget flick, too. It's an interesting time capsule, oh, but... The budget was literally a million dollars. Million bucks, huh? Interesting. Really didn't have a whole lot of money to spend on this one. I mean, like, this definitely this would be a hard movie to, I think, recommend. Um, you'd have to like rec like watch it with like being riffed on or the, the DVD commentary that you mentioned. Or something. I don't know. Well, well I'll, I'll bring that up at the end. I mean, it might make an alright midnight movie, but you would have to have mass quantities of alcohol or something in my opinion. What? 
<sighs> You're just knocking this because I knocked Die Hard in a in a, in a skyscraper. I don't know. I, think? I, I just couldn't get in the chat. My, I would say, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could recommend watching it. I'm sorry, it just didn't do wow. it for me. Wow. <laughs> it sucked. I'm sorry. How could you? <laughs> As for me, I didn't dislike it that much, but, and this is a big one, I guess the big problem with Chud is, well, you got the name Chud, which is just an acronym for something that's revealed at the end of the movie, but it's, it's low budget and 80s, and sometimes that goes well together, and sometimes it doesn't. Since it was such a low-budgeted film, not a lot goes on for the vast majority of the film. I didn't feel that the characters were that entertaining to watch. I didn't feel the situations were that entertaining to sit through. And overall, the thing is, I think if I had watched that, watched it as a kid, I would have much more uh, of an affinity for it. It's one of those I think you kind of had to be there at the time to really appreciate it. Uh, since I wasn't there, since I didn't see it, all those years ago, I don't think, I don't think it's something I can really appreciate. Uh, for me, I felt it was just really, uh, basically '80s the movie. It it took all the cliches that you saw from low budgeted '80s uh, horror films and distilled it into one thing. And since it did, yes, it does have some interesting special effects on the mutants. Uh, that are pretty good. No CG on that because I don't think CG would have existed at the time. I don't think it would have saved. I don't, I don't think it saves it. I think just it drags a bit. Or it drags a lot. And ultimately, I wouldn't go as far to say I don't recommend it. However, it is something that you're going to need to watch uh, not late at night because it might put you to sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, just was kind of, <laughs> it was just it was kind of boring like that. Uh, you're going to want to watch it with more than one person because it is kind of hard to get through. Uh, you know, I don't mean to to, to, to knock a movie that you like, uh, Wolfman, but it just is drug for me. I'm sorry, it's just drug so much. It's like, you look at the time, it's like, it's only been 15 minutes. Yeah, I have, to, I, have to, I have to agree with that. <laughs> when is something going to happen? Yeah, it's just like, wait... It's been only five minutes now, and it just everything is drugged out in it. And the thing is, like, I think the setting had something to do with it as well. Sewers are not particularly visually interesting, uh, you know. And I think that's one of the problems. Is it just it's such a it's such a gray film in many instances. I think you have to have nostalgia attached to this movie, like growing up watching on a cable late night or something, and being like. You guys nailed it right on the head, the both of you. See, I grew up on Chud, and I mean, as a kid, it actually scared the shit out of me. The thing is, is um, if you come into Chud after you've watched everything else that there has been, not going to be impressed by anything. I think the thing that makes Chud stand out for me is that they, well, they tried. What, what I think makes it stand out to me is is that if you actually look into the movie, 
and uh, you find things out about how the movie was made. A lot more amusing. I think uh, another thing that stands out for me is the hilariously dialogue that goes on throughout the movie. I mean, it, it, it's just like the, the situations that happen with the characters. I mean, you have uh, John Hurd walks in on his wife. What are you, what are you, what's that stuff you're putting on your ass? You know, and she's like, well, I've got a pimple on my ass. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. You know, and then it's like, well, we've got a photo shoot. Really? So what are we wearing? Perfume. <laughs> perfume photo shoot. What are we wearing for this perfume shoot? Perfume. I was thinking, like, huh, wouldn't that makeup rub off when she put her pants on? <gasps> and then, and then I'm, uh, we, we, we flash forward to the makeup shot where he throws a ginormous shit fit. Right. Like, oh, my God, I love this profession. You know, give me two more. And she's like, is something wrong? And he's like, yeah, why did they have to do this type of a commercial where they put some helpless little field mouse to sell some <laughs> worthless perfume that smells like sheep shit? You know, it almost felt it, like it, it, it almost felt like like I was watching like two different movies at times. Problem is because technically you are because there was oh, so much shit. There was so much shit, and, and this I, I might as well just let the cat out of the bag for this. But you know what? I, with the situations too, things I ever saw in my life was when Daniel Stern and and the chief go down and they have the meeting with the officials start arguing with each other you know and, and the one guy you know he's just like totally dismissive of it the nuclear regulatory commission guy finally daniel stern throws another hissy fit you know he's like i'm gonna go to the newspapers he's like you've got no evidence he jams the fucking papers in the guy's face snatches it so daniel stern grabs his briefcase and throws it across the fucking room i just thought that was hilarious and then he walks out, he goes down the street to call the newspaper, and then some asshole wearing an alligator shirt, which I don't know if you guys are old enough to ever remember those. Anybody of my age would know what they're talking about, what I'm talking about. They were just button-up collared shirts that had a little alligator on it. Right. And he tries to call, you know, and then the guy jams the receiver down, pulls the fucking reverend's dirty-ass homeless quarter out of the thing, and swallows the fucking thing and smiles at him. <laughs> the situations like that, you see, and that's the effect. It makes you laugh. Now, um, one reason to watch this movie is to watch it and then rewatch it with the director's commentary on, because it is truly one of the greatest director commentaries I have ever heard in my entire life. Because halfway through the movie, and the director of the movie. And the, the John Hurd and the Daniel Stern. I think Christopher Curry was the other actor's name. He played the detective and the producer. They're talking about how much the movie made. And they're like, well, I was supposed to get paid this much. You're like, what are you talking about? I got paid this much. And, and halfway through the movie, they realize that they got ripped off by the producer. I was supposed to get paid this much? Oh, fuck this movie. <laughs> and then they spent the last half of the movie trashing it. <laughs> well... <clears throat> I can understand you know, why they would. It's like one of the biggest drag-on points is the fucking street sweeper coming down. Like as soon as that, as soon as the credits are done, you see a street sweeper coming down the road, and it, it's like a three-minute-long shot of the thing just cleaning the street. <laughs> and in all honesty, you're sitting there going, "Is that pigeon gonna get sucked in there?" <laughs> and a half later, the pigeon's gonna get sucked in. And then as it gets closer, you're like, that fucking bird's going to get it. And then the bird just flies away. You're like, son of a bitch. You know? Yeah, that. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't really find the dialogue that funny. I just found 
terrifying. And I, I think it's a product it, of its time, I, I'd assume. I, I guess, like, if you can find that kind of dialogue funny, then you might enjoy it more than I did. That's why, once again, this is that really wasn't for me, I guess, is the best way to put it. Is it just felt like one of those drab, you know, city 80s movies? That's you know, exactly in some movies. And some movies can pull it off, like uh, They Live. I'm not sure if that's an 80s movie or early 90s. It's It's late 80s. Okay, that's another city movie that it kind of had the same kind of feeling as Chud, but it it had, I think, better acting uh, and a much better plot. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you had Rowdy Rowdy fucking Piper, you know? Can't believe you're comparing the director of Chud. <laughs> they live, John Carpenter. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just John saying it's Carpenter. The, it's, the no, first... but it, it's that urban setting in the '80s, and if you have the right story, it'll work. Right. It felt like a a, a a lesser version of a film called I Come in Peace, which is a which is like a 1990 movie. No, that's '80s as well with Dolph Lundgren. Now, the other thing to take into consideration here is. Um, the reason why there was so much turmoil with the movie is because the producer, who they ripped the fuck apart in the director's commentary, he, he did his best to circumvent the film. Do you remember the part when um, John Hurt is in the sewer and the guy that got bit in the leg, when he sees him again, he, he gets attacked by the guy? Yeah. Vaguely. Originally what the Chud were supposed to look like. They were supposed to look like human beings just with teeth. No. And then the and he went behind the director's back basically and had these fucking rubber monster outfits. <laughs> and the director is like, "What the hell is this shit? Oh, that's the Chud. What? Uh, th- this was one of those movies you can almost call it an Alien Three of sorts, where the studio has one idea, the producers have way too many ideas, and the director is just trying to make the best of a clusterfuck. Right. I mean, jo- John Heard. And and Daniel Stern, the reason why it's so hokey is because they don't give a fuck. I, I, and you can really tell in the director's commentary, because after they've said, fuck this movie, it's like when the, the monster attacked the girlfriend in the apartment. You know, you hear Daniel Stern in the background, he's like, hold on a minute, we got to plug the monster in so those fucking lights glow. <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> that right there is the appeal to the movie for me is, is as a kid, it was kind of scary. You know, they, they, they tried the Jaws formula where you don't see the monsters too much. And, and a lot of it had to do with technical difficulties, as with Jaws. You know, and as the movie progresses, hey, I mean, you get to see a young John Goodman before he, you know, gained like 5,000 pounds and went on Roseanne. <laughs> I was like, hi, John Goodman. Oh, wait, bye, John Goodman. And that was a quick cameo. Um, you know, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission guy was... was the the guy tried. He, it, apparently, he took this film very seriously. Oh, that's just you sad. <laughs> and it, 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 it just it goes downhill. For me, it, it's like here's a good way to sum it up. When the guys go down to the sewer with the video camera and they find the NYPD down there, and ironically, um, uh, the 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 head cop is Frankie Faison, who you would remember as Barney from Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this, hmm. <laughs> now, the, 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 the funny part about it is, it, it, this sums up the movie. You have a SWAT team in the sewers hunting radioactive monsters with flamethrowers. Yeah, right in the, the other movie. <laughs> the NYPD, yeah, aliens. The, the, the NYPD has flamethrowers? <laughs> yeah. 
Honestly, that made me think of the, that know, me think of the thing more than anything else, though. Well, I should say John Carpenter's the thing. You know, it's like they got flamethrowers in the Arctic because. But I, I mean, it's a movie that you cannot take very, very seriously. Um, like you guys said, even though I recommend that we review this movie, men watching it, you monster. Unless, I'm kidding. <laughs> really? I'm just kidding. Here's here's my reasons. I would not recommend watching it if you're looking for a serious horror movie. If you're looking for something that's um an interesting horror attempt, watching it. They get the Nobel also, Horror Prize for attempted scaring. I would attempt, uh, not attempt, but I would recommend getting this movie, popping the director's commentary on, painting your fucking house, and just listen to the shit in the background. Because it's almost like a hilarious podcast. Right. Do you know what the difference is between the theatrical and director's cut? There's a very big difference. The theatrical version actually has a different ending. Oh. <laughs> did you guys see? Uh, lots, you can go first. Uh, I got uh, the director's cut, but I did not watch the uh, commentary. Well, I know, the ending, so what, the ending I the, saw yeah, was the uh, they shot the guy and they got the sewer for the gas poison them, and that was pretty much it. It just fades to that. Is that what you got, two lots? I'll be honest, I'm drawing a complete and total blank right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, the movie just, to me, was so... It, it was so draining. <laughs> yeah. So, I honestly don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, the version that I grew up on, on VHS, him getting shot, the car going into the manhole cover, and it explodes for right. some fucking reason... It cuts to a skyline shot, and then you see two homeless guys sitting there fighting over a bottle of hooch. This guy's the bald one with the beard was a director, by the way. On Goodman and the other cop walking into the diner, and then the chud break through the window, and then it suddenly cuts to black and the credits roll. That's what I saw as a kid. So there was two different endings. The movie was supposed to end with uh, the truck blowing up. But the, but the producer who fucked this movie from Jump Street when they released it on television. Hmm. Interesting. Honestly, I can't remember what the what the ending is. Like, I literally... It, it literally just won't form in my mind. I don't know why, because I saw it just today. I saw the truck like, exploding ending, so I'm pretty sure I saw the director's cut then. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> All right, so... All across the board, because I don't want to give any spoilers, per se. I mean, I think we've given enough, you know, just to give someone a basic outline of the plot. Plot was interesting. The acting was actually kind of competent. It was the pacing of the movie that was kind of... It just uh. dragged, dragged. You waited for something to happen. It dragged. I mean, it was kind of funny when the guy's going through the sewers with the gun and, and John Hurt is just like, come on. And then the thing fucking grabs him and just yanks him down. <laughs> like that and then you just had weird moments where you had to like replay it a couple times because you're like what the fuck is going on like when Daniel Stern was sneaking around the sewer and, and then he comes across their lair where they're worshipping boxes of fucking glowing shit <laughs> uh, like I mean, you narrating the plot of the movie is more entertaining yeah, than the way, movie sounded, making it sound way better than it really was okay 
Because, like, <laughs> like, okay, when I watched this film, uh, I had the movie on one monitor and I was playing uh, Battlefront 2 on the other monitor. Well, there you so, go. So, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just one of those movies, like, I, I can't just sit there and stare at it for that amount of time. And it really isn't. It's like I said, the I, I think the plot was interesting, you know, um, dialogue in some parts were unintentionally hilarious to me. Um, the pacing really sucked. The special effects, I thought they were quite well done. Like uh, the part when they came across all those bodies from that that attack that happened with the, the nuclear regulatory guys and the SWAT team. When they came across those dead bodies in the sewer, where it was just body parts literally strewn all over, and then they find a severed head. Yeah, that was that was well done. Just doesn't save it for me. I just didn't save it. I will say this though. Hmm. Uh, one thing that I did find kind of funny: there was a Chief O'Brien in the film. Uh, oh, and the yeah. only reason I bring that up is because there's a Chief O'Brien in Deep Space, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Is this like his great 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 grandfather?" <laughs> Well, he was first on next just, gen, but yeah, he—he's he, just as incompetent. <laughs> oh, Chief O'Brien's not incompetent. Uh, yeah, I'm totally—I'm totally gonna say it. Chud is definitely a movie where they could—they could remake. Uh, they could remake it. Remake would benefit it probably if it was done with less interference from the studio. So yeah, um, I—I—I I, I, I guess you guys have already said it. That's a no and a no. Um, if you're expecting something uh, on my end, once again, if you're expecting something serious, if you're looking for something to ch- like, just laugh at and not take serious, check it out. Um, but as far as, like I said, director's commentary, and if you guys haven't heard the director's commentary, watch it. You, you'll, you'll love it better than the movie because the director's commentary is actually notorious as one of the best director director's commentaries in history because it's like when i when i watched it with the commentary and and everybody was doing the math and they were like well wait a minute this movie grossed this much but wait i was told that this wait so you're telling us that that son of a bitch ripped us oh fuck this movie and then they just went off on it it, it, it that that to me was just priceless <laughs> i will say this i'll be nice and say if you're a child of the 80s uh, which I, I I was only born in eighty nine, no. so I, I got in on the. I yeah, I'm in eighty four. I'm in eighty four. Ditto, but so. I, I can't say that. I think there's better, schlocky monster movies. There are I'm sorry. way better. So uh, don't apologize because there uh, are way better you can do. Um, the the other part of the commentary too that I want to recommend is um, telling funny stories because this is like some people's first movies, you know, and it shows. Favorites is there, uh, one of the one of the guys on there. His name is Shepard Abbott. He was telling like everybody was telling their first experience going down to the theaters. Like, yeah, I had my family come down and we were all excited. Blah 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 blah. Like the director told this story about how they put the wrong reel in the projector, so he jumped up out of his seat and tried to get to the projector's room. He shoved some ushers aside and they're like, "Who does that guy think he is? A director? You know? <laughs> Got to speak to the projectionist." And then um, uh, the, the, the guy, Shepard Abbott, he pipes in, your experience was bad? I went to the opening in Tom's River, New Jersey. I'm just sitting in the audience taking it all in, and then they're going through the credits, and I'm feeling proud because I'm about to see my name on screen 
for, and everybody else is about to see my name on screen. And then the guy in front of me says, Shepard Abbott. What kind of a fucking name is that? <laughs> oh, man. I feel sorry for him. <laughs> It, 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 it's things like that. If you're if you're into obscure things for the on the, on that basis, someone must have liked Chud enough to do an in name only sequel to it, which is just weird, oh. so weird, because it has nothing to do with the first Bud. movie. And Bud the Chud. <laughs> The movie does have more cannibalistic scenes because of zombie, maybe. I don't know. But it's like, I don't know. Like, that's, I kind of want to know the story of that. Who thought, because I don't know, I don't think Chud 1 did that, did too well in the 80s. But someone got the idea, we should call the zombie comedy Chud 2. I think that was the only place that they could go after that movie. (laughs) Right. Um, Turn it into a Broadway musical. (laughs) Hey, they've they uh they have a musical of a uh, Manos hand of, Hands of Fate, so you know anything's possible. Manos Hands of Fate, not to get off topic, uh, is another one of those films that even with uh, commentary from the uh, MST3K guys, that was still a horrible, horrible slog to get through. I saw it with a live an audience and live commentary, and it was great. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that is Chud. An 80s film that, if you were a child of the 80s, you may or may not like. Yes. Director's commentaries, go for it. (laughs) Friends don't let friends watch Chud without the director's commentary. humanoid underground dweller a chud all right the guy can count the screech a beeping sound because nuclear ooze is a breeding ground the commission of the waste he needs to squash the truth but he underestimates captain bosch and his group the cap's wife washed up and he's appearing weary while the reverend runs the show just fast conspiracy theories george cooper knows the sewage where his photos were snapped now he's down there with the reverend because they've both been trapped the commission is planned has moved up a face he's pumping gas into the tunnel set the chuds ablaze but george and rev have got a man upstairs bosch gets and that's it as they gasp for air. The gas seems to the surface glow and eyes rise up. The commission's kamikaze hijacked a truck. The red ends is gonna truck floods with fumes. The old man and the 
Chud stands for. <laughs> 